It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello and welcome to Accelerate. It's another Frontline Friday with my special and regular guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Andy, how are you this morning? Oh, good. Good. I mean, it's Friday. We have to give a weather forecast or weather update uh, to our guests. I'm in New York still. I say that still. Um, (laughs) And winters are crept back on us this week. We had had 60 degree temperatures last weekend and it's in the teens this morning. Well, we are, we're looking at some much needed rain here in Northern California. So looks like we're going to get rain for the next, God, at least the next week. So we've got a storm approaching. It's a little dark and cloudy outside, but uh, really anxious to get that much needed water. So strap on your skis and head to Tahoe. You know, my son just got back and said it was fantastic. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm at envious. At least somebody is. At least <laughs> yeah. somebody did. Right? Yeah, so somebody's skiing, right? It's not you and it's not me, but somebody is skiing. <laughs> That's all right. Well, today we're going to talk about uh, marketing and sales alignment, I guess. We'll use alignment for lack of a, a better term. Um, because it's a topic that's, that's still, after we'll call it millennia of business, yeah. <laughs> is still a topic du jour, which is you know, how do we get marketing and sales to work together more effectively? really with one aim in mind, which is to help the customer, provide a service to the customer, provide value to the customer to help them be able to make a decision on a product or service. And it seems like it should be the easiest thing in the world, but we know that in reality it's not. So I guess I'd start with a question for you is in your role as you lead sales for your company or part of sales for your company, you know, what is your expectation for how you're supported by marketing? Yeah, I think it is. A, it's a great topic, Andy, and it's you know there's a I think there's sort of a historical and traditional uh, finger pointing between sales and marketing, and it's so counterproductive and really important that sales and marketing engage in a dance, as you say, to the benefit of the prospect and the buyer to give them a better to give them a better experience. So at Sumologic, we work really closely with marketing and it, it does require it does require effort. And it's it's easy to fall back into you're not providing us the quantity and quality of MQLs that we need. And it's easy for marketing to point at sales and say, you're not following up. If you followed up on the leads we're giving you, we'd give you more of them. You know, they're good leads, but the team doesn't know how to follow up and they fall into a black hole. So there's, it's very easy for that, uh, for that conversation to devolve. I think though that, that what you're saying is sort of highlights one of the reasons there's this, this issue because is, is if what you're thinking about all you're going to get from marketing are leads. I mean, don't you need much more though? I mean, that's the thing is don't you need content, right? And when your salespeople are out talking to prospects or talking to prospects uh, on the phone, is, isn't it part of 
what they need is great marketing content for sales to help them continue to, you know, write content, write value at the right time to help the prospect move through their buyer's journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so often it seems to get boiled down to leads as opposed to, well, yeah, leads are great and you want the leads. That's certainly one important part. But once you have that lead, once you're having engaged with that prospect in conversation, is, is then as marketing supporting you the way you need to be supported uh, or the way sales, well, really the, sale, the way sales need, you know, step in to help maybe fill some of the shortcomings of sales. Yeah, I mean, it's really true. Mark, uh, sales does need marketing to help step in with content and being out there with a strong voice in the community and to be a thought leader and so and and to help with messaging sales absolutely needs that and again i'll i'll go back and you know sit on the marketing side of the table and i don't remember now what the percentage is of content that's created by marketing that sales never uses i i think it's it's 70, 80%. It's a high number. 70, 80% of what marketing creates for sales, sales never sales use. Sales does not use. Which is interesting because there's, there is a, a, a statistic or a study done by the CMO Council. Mm-hmm. I was reading this in a blog that said that they found that salespeople spend 40% of their time looking for content created by marketing or alternatively creating their own to fit a need that they feel marketing's not meeting. Right. Does that sound about right? Yes. And so it's it's two sides of the same coin. So it's marketing's creating this content in some cases. And if there's, again, if there's not good alignment and conversation and discussion and dialogue and essentially being on the same page, you have exactly those two, those two statistics that we just brought up. Marketing's creating it, sales isn't using it, and sales is creating their own. And, and that creates a huge amount of frustration, as one can imagine. Hmm. I mean, it, it, so what happens in your team when your sales reps, your account execs say, gosh, I, I, I need to provide something to the prospect, or we're finding a pretty common need of something we need to provide to the prospect relative to a content piece. We've got this whole, do you guys just fill it, or do you go back to marketing and say, hey, this is what we need? Well, we're trying to also get uh, get better at that. And I think this is a work in process. This isn't something that you fix once and it's done. It's a conversation. And it's a continuing conversation because the market changes. What our prospects and buyers need change. We, The sales team learns things that they need to feed back to marketing and say, hey, we're noticing that, that things have shifted, and these are the concerns that we're hearing from our prospects, and we don't have that covered. So we have a, we have a portal that, that where we keep content and, and materials, and that's where the latest and greatest presentations and case studies and white papers and messaging resides. And that's where marketing will put assets and that's where sales will go to look for assets. What we're working on creating now, Andy, is how can I, as a sales leader, uh, measure, monitor, and inspect that the sales team is actually using these assets? And then what is the effectiveness of these a- assets when they're out in the wild? 
And it's my responsibility to feed that information back into marketing. Marketing can't get better if they're not getting our input from sales. So what were those two questions again, just to highlight them for the the audience that you're answering, the, the data that you're tracking? Um, so, so what content are they using and how effective is it? Okay. So how are you, how are you tracking that? Well, this is what I'm saying that we are working on tracking so we can tell with, uh, we use outreach and Mm -hmm. we use Yesware. Mm -hmm. So we've got, we've got templates that we populate the content, the content for marketing. And we can see, I can tell which reps use which templates based on marketing campaigns and then how effective they are. It'll, it'll, it'll score them for me. Okay. So give an example of one using, cause outreach and Yesware are different. Um, and a lot of people may not be familiar with one or the other. So may just give an example of how it works with one versus the other. So let's say with uh, Yesware, for example, I may have, let's say, um, Let's say I'm going after a particular, let's say it's a DevOps um, profile in a company that's doing uh, e-commerce. And there are templates that market ha- marketing has created specific to this profile in this industry. And a the sales- profile being your persona. The, the, the persona, okay. right. The persona of the ideal client profile, right. Okay. Exactly. And so there are these templates that the sales team will use when they when they are approaching somebody with this persona. So they'll use this 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 template and yes where we'll track how many times the template is used, how many times that that email gets opened and how many times it gets replied to and then we can track it all the way through what 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 eventually happens with this lead? Does it eventually become an opportunity? Does mm-hmm. it eventually become a closed one customer? Mm-hmm. And this is something we're working on now. We don't have it all dialed in, but the tools and technologies are there now, Andy, for us to start to use these more effectively. And this is exactly the kind of feedback that marketing needs to be effective. So they can look at a template and say, wow, this one template that we're using gets great responses back from prospects. And this other one for the same persona is not getting the ones we need back. Let's go in and let's go in and tweak that messaging. Now, is there training that you do with your sales team to educate them about personas so they understand yes. you know cuz do they get the alignment they understand that this person fits this persona as opposed to this other persona over here yes and and again this is ongoing and this is something that we do with marketing very closely it's very important for them that the sales team is trained and understands the different personas and the different use cases and what messaging is going to resonate best with that persona I mean, think about it, Andy, Marketing's, marketing is getting all of this data also because when they're out putting out content in, on blogs, on our website, in Twitter, LinkedIn, talking at community events, they're getting, back, they're getting feedback also from prospects and customers. We're missing the boat if we don't combine the intelligence that marketing is getting 
with the intelligence that sales is getting and somehow bringing those two together to make sure that we're going out to prospects and customers with the most effective messaging. So when you, when marketing's putting together its, its plans, how involved are you with that from a sales perspective saying, hey, this is what the sales requirements are? It, it, I'm very involved. So we have, I have weekly, even more than weekly, I have meetings with demand gen, with branding, with content, with the product managers. It's, it's an, they're part of my team just as I'm part of their team. Mm -hmm. And in fact, every week we do sales and marketing office hours and we actually have them, uh, we have, we have them every Thursday and sales and marketing, we do them together. The V, the VP of marketing and I and demand gen, and there's some people from my team and it's a time for people to come and ask questions. And what we realized, Andy, is they need to ask us together. We're a team. And a lot of the things uh, that affect marketing affect sales. A lot of things that affect sales affect marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you had to sort of think about it, I mean, from a you know, percentage standpoint, you know, what, uh, what percentage of the content that marketing produces for sales are you able to actually use? I mean, how much sort of iteration do you have to go through on each of them to get them to the point where they really work? Are you guys getting better at, you know, first time is, is on point or close to be on point? You know, I don't have a good answer for, I don't have a good answer for that. I would say that we're constantly evolving. And so let's say marketing produces a blog post or a white paper. Um, we'll then take that, and this is marketing and sales together. Mm -hmm. We'll take it and we'll create, let's say, a template that sales can use. And one of the uh, one of the reps came to me yesterday and said, "God, I'm looking at these new templates. They just seem too long, too much, too heavy." And for people listening, this is a, an email template, a template an for email an template, email. Yeah. So this you're talking about something primarily used by a sales development rep. Correct. Okay, just to and, put that in the context. Yeah, thanks, Andy. And so I said, "Okay, well, it's it's easy. It's actually fairly easy to test this." So let's, let's take the one that marketing created and continue to use that, and we A-B test it. And then why don't you create one that just based on what you know about interacting with prospects that's a little bit shorter, a little bit more concise, and test that one. And then let's see which one in, uh, performs better. Mm -hmm. And then we, we meet with marketing and say, hey, look at these two. Let's try to, let's, let's we think shortening them we, we, we're seeing a better uh, response rate if we do that. And and it's just an ongoing dialogue. I don't think the expectation should be get it right first out, right out the gate. I don't think that's a realistic expectation. No, I think no. it's, it's a, it's, it's a, this is all about a dialogue. It's all about working as a team. It's all about working together. It's all about evolving and, and acting in, a coordinated way that we continue that we continue to get better as a team, okay. and it requires frequent communication. Frequent. Yes. 
All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back. We're going to have a couple questions, obviously, to follow up on. Talk about marketing sales alignment on Frontline Friday with Bridget Gleason. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Welcome back. We are talking marketing and sales alignment today. And so a question here is, is so you, know, you serve sort of two parts to your, your SDR team. You've got your proactive outbound. You've got your, your inbound responders. Or do you, I, I forget, do you, your people do both? You have a separate inbound team. We have, we have one team that, that does both. Does both. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, part of the, the theory of content marketing is that, that content marketing is initiating the dialogue with the potential buyer before sales gets involved in the process. But as you and I know, I mean, there's lots of people that believe that the statistics about the fact that there are statistics, I won't say statistics, the studies that have been done that, that project that buyers are more than 50% of the way through their buyer's journey before they ever engage with, with a vendor or a sales team. Uh, you know, people that believe, you know, that's not the case, right? That the first time the buyer really didn't start their journey until the salesperson actually talked to them. So if marketing is creating this conversation that supposedly is taking place, you know, where does, where does sales enter that conversation? Or is sales restarting the conversation once they finally engage with the prospect? And I think that that sort of becomes sort of a key point as you talk about content marketing is, is if you subscribe that it is their, they're already have begun or may halfway through their buyer's journey before they reach out with the salesperson is it's really important. As I talk about my last book, it's really important at that point that the sales rep really pick up the conversation where marketing left it off and not go back to and start engage what I call top of funnel selling, you know, talking about the company and what we do again and so on and so forth. So how, how do you see that working what you do? Well, I think when, when things are working properly, it is as you describe, which is that marketing has nurtured them partially along this funnel. They're deeper down into in, the funnel. They've already started. They've started. They've they've engaged the prospect and they've they've nurtured them along their buyer's journey, so that by the time a sales rep is interacting with this prospect, they're maybe two thirds of the way through. And you're right. The sales rep shouldn't go back to the top. It shouldn't go back to the top and start all over. And they're just picking up the conversation and the the prospect knows a certain amount about the company, about the product or service, and they're ready to go take it to the next step, which typically when sales is involved is how does this product or service meet me, the prospect where I am and my particular environment? And it, it becomes a more... Um, personal interaction between mm -hmm. that problem and, and the, the product or solution. So sometimes, though, especially if you have an outbound team, um, sometimes they, the 
prospect or the person you're calling doesn't have a lot of awareness and the sales rep is starting to have to go back to the top of the funnel. And that's a very ineffective way. It's a very ineffective way to do sales. It, it happens. The conversion rates are lower. The, the Obviously, the time to close is a lot longer because the buyer is a lot further back in the journey. Well, the thing that's interesting, though, is you have people, and I've interviewed people on the show, who will contend the exact opposite. And this is, yeah, I'm not going to take sides yet, but, you know, there are people say deals that are developed, opportunities that are developed proactively, right? Where basically the prospect's discovering it based on the, the call from the SDR or the initial outreach from the sales team. Converted higher rates, converted higher dollars. I, I've, I, Andy, I've seen that. And I think what that has to do with, I don't think that's, I don't think that's because it's better to start somebody cold. To me, what that says is the ones that marketing is bringing in aren't the ones that say, there's something wrong with where marketing, what marketing's able to attract and the product market fit that sales is looking for. So, so to me, that's more an indication of huh, marketing's not getting to those people that are, that are ready to buy, or, or it could be that the messaging is off a bit. But there's something wrong there if sales can warm them up more quickly from, from dead cold. In most cases, I wouldn't say in all cases, but I, I, would, I would dig into that one deeper before making, um, making sort of a proclamation regarding it's oh. just better if you start cold. Well, I, 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 and believe me, I agree 100%. I, that's why I brought it up because it's, it, um, you know, people that believe that somewhat fervently and I, it, I never can really understand the logic behind it. I mean, if, if marketing has engaged somebody, and as you said, engaged them in the right conversation, there's nothing about that that says that, well, somebody that's a little more standoffish is more likely to buy, free, more, buy quicker and, and buy bigger. Yeah, I, I, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to really get behind that, except in maybe one-off situations. I, I see that it can happen, but it means that something should be adjusted, in my opinion. Yeah. Something's not working, if that's the case. Yeah, I think, well, that's really the point I think I would make to people listening, is that if you find that's the case in your sales, that your bigger deals are coming because of what you think is a proactive outreach by sales, I wouldn't treat that as the rule. You know, I treat that as, well, that's what's happening because as you said, you know, our marketing is just not on point yet. And you want to keep investing in your marketing to try to make it more on point so that you can bring those customers in, those big customers, the ones that close more quickly and bigger partway into their, their buyer's journey where you want to engage them because then it becomes much more effective for your sales team. Yeah, I agree. Okay, gosh, now that I've been able to preach a little bit. Fantastic. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so another question that has to do with, with content and content marketing is, and we sort of touched on this before, is when, so when marketing has some content, is does sales really know how to use it? And I really want to talk about this from the perspective of the account execs more so than your sales development reps. So the ones that are, really responsible for taking the prospect, you know, from qualification to close, 
their content needs are a little bit different. I mean, a little more sophisticated, more nuanced, more contextual, more value-driven. So it seems like they almost engage more with marketing than your SDRs would, or they should, let's say. Well, they both engage. They both engage, but there's a different... They may they may look at the same blog post, or they may take the same information, but what the SDR team needs and what an account executive needs, they may be pulling different things from it. So do, do marketing would often argue that the account executives don't know how to use it. And that's, a, that's again, when you talk about how easy it is to point fingers, that's a common complaint. I'm creating all this great content and the sales reps aren't using it. They don't know how to use it. They don't understand it. They're not leveraging it. And it's valid. What does your marketing team train the salespeople on how to use the content when you know you have these meetings these weekly meetings and so on as part of what you do is try to train absolutely so how do they how do they do that i mean do they create like a you know a little cheat sheet that says hey you know here's what this piece is this is who the persona is targeted for you know here are the key points here's where to use it yeah very very much like that and they'll talk about it and why it's important and why it's relevant and where they're keeping the assets in what we call uh, sales central. And again, this is when the complaints that I hear, and again, many of them are valid, are, okay, we trained them, and then they don't do anything with it. And it's so important, this, this, this idea of reinforcement, and it's, it's where managers can really step in and be helpful. It's where teams, you know, talking about it at the individual team level, what are you using and how, it's making sure that the reps have an understanding of why this piece of content is useful so that it's, so that they, it, just having them understand is, is very helpful. And so there's a lot of piece, there's a lot of pieces to that. And it, it's something that we, again, it's not that you train them once and then everybody remembers and it's used. It's an on. It's just an ongoing again discussion and dialogue and reinforcement. And do you get your marketing people involved in the sales calls where the content is being used so they can see how it's being received and so on? Yeah, they love that. Because I think that's really it, important. I think if if you know people listening again is is you've got you know marketing and sales teams is make sure the people that are creating the content are getting that customer facing experience so they can see firsthand how sales is using it and given how sales is using it, using it, how it's being received by the prospect, because it's, they could have a great piece of content, but if sales isn't using it in the right way, it could be completely off the mark. And this is what I see fairly frequently is, is well-intended content that probably has a fair amount of value in sales. Well-intentioned perspective thinks they're using it the right way, but they're not. And so just that mismatch really becomes pretty a, a critical you know, mismatch between what the customer is expecting, what they think they need, and what they're receiving. Yeah, and I think you're you're absolutely right, Andy. That keeping marketing loop, and you know, I I don't know if all marketing teams are are like this, but I know here at Sumologic, the marketing team is eager and anxious and excited to be on calls with uh, sales reps and to be in the meetings. And they they really want the information. They want to get better. They want we are a team and I, I feel very I feel very supported by marketing in that their intent is to be this great partner. 
and it's my commitment back to them is I want to be a great partner for them also to, to help them do their jobs also more effectively. Yeah. So I think you've brought out several great lessons for you know people that are listening, thinking about this in their own companies and the things their own work, what they're doing is one is, you know, it gives lip service to collaboration, but you actually have to have manifestations of that collaboration in your your weekly routine, your weekly schedule, your weekly process. You talked about you have your weekly marketing and sales Q&A where it's done collaboratively and jointly, which I think is a great idea. That's a simple idea, but it's a great idea to build well, collaboration, collegiality, and so on within the team. Yeah, and I think it's it's it also sends a strong message to the company and to the sales and marketing teams as well is that we are we are a unified team and that that's how we want to operate and that's how we think of ourselves and that's how we interact and it just sometimes these subtle messages also they're powerful and they make a big difference. Yeah. And then on top of that as you're marketing team is producing content that is intended again from a well-intentioned standpoint intended to be valuable for the prospects to help them move through their buyer's journey is you have to proactively and deliberately and mindfully teach sales what it's for you know give them as we said before cheat sheets give them written instructions about how to use it how it should be used help them learn how to use it how to express it because one again one of the the issues that I think you want to try to avoid is two different messaging voices that go out. And you see that a lot, right? A sales sort of looks at what marketing is saying and then say, well, there's a better way to say it. I'll say it like this. And that can also start operating at cross purposes. Definitely. So, you know, without that engagement with your marketing team, with your sales team, you're going to get that coming up more often. And that doesn't help you. Yeah, to 100% agreement. Gosh, you'll have to start disagreeing with me sometime. Well, I will. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> we're, we're putting out that as a teaser for the audience. Stay tuned because we're going <laughs> we'll right. to we'll have disagreement. Maybe do, next week we'll have do, disagreement. Let's do uh, disagreement. Friday. Uh, disagreement day. Okay. Yeah, Friday. Right. Friday. I bet, well, okay. We'll have to work on that. Maybe we can come up with some ideas where we're not so aligned. Um, okay, well, great. So, as always, it's been a great show. Uh, appreciate you being on. My guest on Friday, every Friday, has been Bridget Gleason. And uh, we'll look forward to talking next week. Sounds great. Have a great uh, rest of the day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. <laughs>